Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go. The topic, detaching in love. Detachment is a key to recovery from codependency. It strengthens our healthy relationships, the ones that we want to grow and flourish. It benefits our difficult relationships, the ones that are teaching us to cope. It helps us. Detachment is not something we do once, it's a daily behavior in recovery. Wow, it's not something we do once, it's a daily behavior in recovery. And I think, you know, another thing I think about detachment is just detaching from, you know, being overly responsible for other people's, uh, and, and, you know, using that energy, um, you know, nature abhors a vacuum to, you know, analyze some of those same questions or concerns you know, directly at looking at myself in the mirror rather than, you know, so that is another thing. Um, it's a key part, I think, detaching um, with regards to codependency. Back to the reading. We learn it when we are beginning our recovery from codependency and adult children issues. And we continue to practice it along the way as we grow and change. And as our relationships grow and change, we learn to let go of the people we love, people we like, and those we don't particularly care for. Yeah, and I think it's that latter category that's part of being an adult is just you know the people that we particularly don't care for uh, and not to be overly you know not to have too much real estate in you know my head for that back to the reading we separate ourselves and our process from others and their process we relinquish our tight hold and our need to control in our relationships we take responsibility for ourselves and others we allow others to do the same you know, they're all adults. There's no kids around here. We detach with this understanding that life is unfolding exactly as it needs to for others and ourselves. The way life unfolds is good, even when it hurts. And ultimately, we can benefit from even the most difficult situations. We do this with the understanding that a power greater than ourselves is in charge. And all is well. A power greater than ourselves is in charge. And all is well. Today, I will apply the concept of detachment to the best of my ability in my relationships. If I can't let it go completely, I'll try to hang on loose. The next reading also comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go. The topic is negotiating conflicts. Woo, that's timely. Recovery is about more than just walking away. Sometimes it means learning to stay and deal. It's about building and maintaining relationships that work. Problems and conflicts are part of life and relationships with friends, family, loved ones, and at work. Problem solving and conflict negotiation are skills we can acquire and improve with time. Not being willing to tackle and solve problems in relationships leads to unresolved feelings of anger and victimization, terminated relationships, unresolved problems, and power plays that intensify the problem and waste time and energy. You know, I think about Stephen Hobby's, uh, Stephen Hobby's, Stephen Covey's seven highly effective habits of people and you know this notion of being proactive and I think sometimes I think a proactive is like oh someone gives me something to do and I do it right away uh, this is being proactive not willing to be able to tackle and solve problems in relationships because the unresolved feelings the anger the victimization the terminated relationships the hurt the misunderstandings you know these are kind of like the credits back to the reading not being willing to face and solve problems means we may run into that problem again. Some problems with people cannot be worked out in mutually satisfactory ways. Sometimes the problem is a boundary issue we have and there's not room to negotiate. In that case, we need to clearly understand what we want and need 
and what our bottom line is. Some problems with people, though, can be worked out, worked out through sat and satisfactorily negotiated. Often, these are workable options for solving problems that we will not even see until we become open to the concept of working through problems in relationships rather than running from the problems. You know, and for me, just finding something else to be more busy about. And I think as I look at my recovery, especially lately, I think not, not making time to talk uh, to other people, especially because, you know, I've kind of like learned so much, you know, you learn a lot about yourself in recovery. It's one of the biggest gifts, one of the most awesome things, like it's just a gift for an adult to have, you know, I'm also reading this book, Transitions, and it's just, this, the steps are just a way to make transitions in your life um, with people. And I find myself, I, you know, not seeing, it's hard to see the truth just by yourself. Uh, pen and paper definitely helps though cheapest form of therapy I would say back to the reading some problems with people though can be some problems cannot be worked out in mutually satisfactory ways sometimes the problem is a boundary issue we have and there's not room to negotiate Wow in that case we need to clearly understand what we want and need and what our bottom line is some problems with people though can be worked out worked through and satisfactorily negotiated often there are workable options for solving problems that we will not even see until we become open to the concept of working through problems in relationships rather than running from the problems. To, know that, to negotiate problems, we must be willing to identify the problem, let go of blame and shame, and focus on possible creative solutions. To successfully negotiate and solve problems in relationships, we must have a sense of our bottom line and our boundary issues, so we don't waste time trying to negotiate non-negotiable issues. We need to learn to identify what both people really want and need and the different possibilities for working that out. You can learn to be flexible without being too flexible. Committed, intimate relationships means two people are learning to work together through their problems and conflicts in ways that work in both people's best interests. Today, I will be open to negotiating conflicts I have with people. I will strive for balance without being too submissive or too demanding. I will strive for appropriate flexibility in my problem-solving efforts. The next reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery. The topic, separate identity. As we struggle to form an identity separate from our parent programs, we're also becoming aware of the need to separate emotionally from our alcoholic homes. Only in complete separation can we find freedom to express who we are and to create the experience of intimate closeness we so desperately needed as children. And I think I've noted a little bit of stepping away from my primary program lately. And I, you know, I, I wonder if that has more to do with the fact that maybe I need to separate a little bit from it. Anyways, back to the reading. Before many of us came to ACA, our other programs helped us start the journey. Wow, wow. But they may have also led us to believe we shouldn't separate ourselves from our abusive families. So we continued to show up for those who were emotionally unavailable, giving them love and support while our inner resources dwindled. Right, like why couldn't work be that way? As our inner child develops a voice in ACA, we hear the pain and we begin to acknowledge the depth of our family's dysfunction. We give ourselves permission to miss family events and let go of the fantasy of what we wanted life with them to be. We're no longer willing to be controlled by them. In return, we gain dignity and healthy pride. We start to become sane and whole. Even though it is difficult, we realize it is worth it. We find that we are resourceful and have a tremendous capacity for self-care because we have survived our childhood trauma. We seize our own identity and live our lives from a position of wholeness no longer operating with one hand tied behind her whole backs. On this day, I will not look back. I will continue to do what is best for me, creating an identity that is separate 
from my dysfunctional family. And the final reading from today's uh, Recovering My Inner Child is the topic, The Critical Parent. Judging ourselves harshly for mistakes is the critical parent. The criticism we heard growing up, whether it was from our parents, teachers, or others, even other children, became so internalized that we learned to let it define us. This wasn't a conscious decision, it's something that happened gradually. As adults, we carry these shaming messages with us in the form of our own personal inner critical parent. This is why we continue to beat ourselves up when we miss the nuance of a situation or make even the smallest error in judgment. These mistakes might be as simple as walking out the door in front of someone and accidentally cutting them off. Huh. As adults, we carry it in the form of our own personal inner critical parent. I think a lot about Pete Walker's work here is very helpful. I would check that work out, Complex PTSD. Back to the reading. These mistakes might be as simple as walking out the door in front of someone and accidentally cutting them off. Or maybe we're having trouble following a conversation. Our critical inner parent jumps right in with, how can you be so stupid? What's wrong with you? When we allow this voice to rule our thoughts, we can second guess almost everything we do. As we learn in ACA to silence that critical voice, we replace those messages with more loving thoughts that tell us we haven't done anything wrong. We're okay. If we accidentally cut someone off, we apologize and move on. And we realize there could be many reasons why we're not following what someone is saying. Maybe they aren't painting a complete picture so we can ask them to explain or rephrase. Our new responses show strength and they empower us. On this day, I will practice silencing my critical parent and affirm for myself that I'm human and it's okay to be imperfect. And that concludes today's readings for Recovering My Inner Child. I hope everyone enjoyed them. Until next time, this is Kuan Saluja reminding myself to pause because that is where God is, to feel my feelings and to love and approve of myself.